clients always want to work with the best non-negotiable they always want to work with the best so you got to position yourself in being the best and one of the most powerful way is having a third party a trusted globally trusted organization endorsing you for example when i got featured on forbes my business just blew up my email blew up my messages blew up people wanted to know how i got in and then obviously the quality of people that i attracted are better because those free polls those freebies ain't gonna come to me because they knew i'm serious they knew i'm gonna fry them because i'm like no this is serious work that i do is for serious female entrepreneurs who are committed in what they do I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today we get to speak with Dr. Izdihar Jamil, PhD. She's a number one international best-selling author of Money Makers and a media expert. She's appeared on Forbes, Fox TV, and TED, discussing her mission to share women's voices without prejudice. She helps women be the number one authority in their field with proven and effective methods. She lives in California with her husband and children. She loves baking and reading. So let's jump into this episode as I discover Dr. Izzyhar Jamil and her origin story. Dr. Izzyhar Jamil, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Janine. Uh, what a blessing it is. And hello, 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 everyone. How are you? I hope that you're having an amazing day and may peace be upon you. And I was so excited to come here. Um, I literally, like, it took me... The moment you sent the link, it was like, okay, within minutes, I was like, click, click, okay, and done. I'm in, brother. I'm in. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> that's awesome. So what I love to, you know, start off with is to le learn a little bit about you, how you got started, what inspired you to take on this journey of mm -hmm. um, teaching and of, of sharing your journey and, and teaching other people how to live better lives. So let's start with that, if you don't mind sharing a little bit more. Uh, so I think it all started with my grandma, Mamin, 
who I remember for so long, she's a stay-at-home housewife, but mm -hmm. she loves nice things. Like she loves nice furniture, she loves nice clothes, she loves nice everything. And she receive an allowance for my grandpa every month, the same allowance. So if each, if she wanted more, my grandpa said, you can either take it the credit for next mm -hmm. month and it will be deducted to your allowance, mm -hmm. or you can figure something out. So mommy was like, I'm going to figure something out. So from then she had always used her own skill set to help others, whether it's baking, it's crafting, it's sewing, it's selling things. Um, I've always remembered that about mommy. And when I was younger on her kitchen table, um, there's always stuff, whether it's clothes, whether it's hijab, whether it's jewelry, you name it, there's always stuff. And I'm like, mommy, why do you have so many stuff on here? because I want to sell it to mm. whom? My friends. Why? Because I love money. And since then, like Marmins has always, she, she pays for her own vacation. She pays for her own car. She pays for her own jewelry. So I've always seen that with her from a very young age, Brother Janite. And at first I didn't understand it's about entrepreneurship, right? Mm. But she's like, you know what? I'm going to make it easy for my friends. I'm going to get her the, them the stuff, whatever stuff that is, yeah. um, and then I'm going to sell it to them. And I remember there was a time when I went with mom into this fabric textile shop. Oh, my God. There's so many fabric that it <laughs> drives me insane. Yes. But mom is like, I want that color, that color, that color, the green, the blue, this pattern, this. And I remember carrying all the bags with her mm -hmm. and then bring it to the car and she would lay it down on beautifully on the table and then she would choose the best the one that she loves the most for her and i said these are for my friends i want them to have beautiful clothes and she did so that kind of planted the seed whether mm. it's consciously or unconsciously about entrepreneurship which is about making things easy for people and helping others and since then, there's been many other journey from myself starting my own organic delivery business with my husband. We were in England. Mm -hmm. I was doing my PhD. I was five months pregnant, but we're like, we're going to eat healthy. We're going to get to the farm. We're going to get those chickens and lambs and beef. And then we're going to sell it to others so that we can help others because we want to eat healthy. And then the same with here. Um, I was faced with many social adversity when I came here. So there was a point when I was at the lowest of the lowest, you wouldn't imagine people, like in my TED talk I shared, people would throw literally poop on my doorstep for my for my daughter to discover. Wow. My neighbors would call uh, like the police on us because my daughter was crying. She was having mm. a tantrum. You know, so many other things. So my husband got me a, an, a course for me to be an online coaching consultant. So I used the skill set I have with um, the delivery and before that so many other things I've dabbled into and what mommy taught me into helping women I just I just love helping women and then here I am today helping women to share their voices on prestigious platforms around the world without prejudice oh my god that that is a beautiful the reason I love these origin stories is because mm -hmm you see the pattern, you see mm -hmm. who influenced you, you know, because we yes. are a product of the five people that are around us that, that, that we see growing, growing up, you know, no matter mm -hmm. it be my child, myself, but then you do get influenced and then you eventually become 
the person that you've seen, you know. So that's why they say even in our religion, you know, make sure you choose a good company of people because right. it's, you're going to absorb everything that they're putting out. Absolutely. And that's what mommy taught me. Like she's, I feel that she's the trendsetter brother. Mm -hmm. She's a trendsetter. She's a trailblazer in our family. Yeah. All my uh, majority of my family member, my mom and dad, they're uh, highly professional. So mm -hmm. um, in IT or accountant or all that highly professional, but mommy is like, no, she's not highly educated because a uh, woman at her um, and her generation don't mm -hmm. literally go to school much, but she figured it out on how she can have her dreams, on how mm. she can make money. And then it drives me so mad now, brother, when I see women who's yeah. got the skills and capabilities, or men or women who's got the skills and capabilities, but they're just like, uh-uh, I'm just having this, I haven't got this, I haven't got this, mm. I haven't got this. And I'm just like mind blown by them. Hang on a minute, you don't need a lot. Yes. to to go for your dreams you don't need a lot to make money you don't need money to make money but you need creativity you need com commitment you need um communication you need persistence you need yeah. courage that's what it takes to make money it drives me insane brother and i'm like oh my god like i need you to meet mommy but mommy passed away a few months oh. ago so um i am uh, her legacy. I am. I am a product of a legend. So I'm like, okay, mom, and I'm gonna carry the tradition. Oh my god, I I absolutely love that, and you're you're absolutely right. We all have so much that we can offer to the world, and we have so many luxuries and blessings. I mean, carrying around a thousand dollar phone in our pockets. Mm. I mean, if that's not something to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. then I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, yeah. 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 Or paying for like thousands of dollars worth of vacation is nothing. Mm -hmm. But then when you want to invest in something that can benefit you and your future time stand, they're like, oh, so many challenges. And then they want to hackle you for lowering the price. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hang on a minute. I'm giving you so much value here. You want me to lower my price? to take down what I can give you to operate at the best of my capability. Like mm -hmm. what is, what obviously, obviously now and then we do like a sale, right? Or promotion, yeah. but I, I understand culture as well, but I mean, come on, like it's like such, such a high value thing that you negotiating or coming up with excuses or challenges yeah. that is doing a disservice mm -hmm. for them. No, you're absolutely right. And it reminds me of uh, this video I saw. It's, it's it's when people say, "Oh, your prices are so expensive." Mm. It's not that my prices are expensive. It's that you're too scared to admit that you're broke or you're you can't afford it. So come back when you can afford it. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll be here, but you know you can come back when you can afford it. So. That's really excellent point. And, and I love how you said, you know, you're the legacy and the product of, of a legend. And mm. and that's how, I think that's how all of us are, right? We all learn from our elders and, and we are literally standing on shoulders of giants because mm -hmm. they've given us so much uh, value in raising us and, and being in our lives. It's It's just beautiful to you know, be able to 
do what we love to do. Absolutely. And I'm seeing it on my children as well, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing it on my children, like my daughter, Nadra, she was six then, and she wanted mm-hmm. a pony. She just loves ponies. I'm like, yeah. Okay, darlings, you want a pony? No problem. You just got to make money for it because, you know, they're, <laughs> they're thousands of dollars and they're expensive. Right. Yeah. And, and we got to, you know, there's so much backyard in my California home, mm-hmm. right? So, like, we got to yeah. rent a barn. So, no problem. This is what you need to do. You want to make money. You want to make sure you do this, this, and this. And she's like, okay, mommy. And then she went away and she thought about it. And she's like, mommy, I want to write a book. Okay, why? Because I want to be a best-selling author and because I want to make money for my pony. Okay, mm-hmm. darling, no problem. We'll write a book. Um, so we wrote a book together. She created a story and she was six years old then. Mm-hmm. She couldn't even spell, you know, she could, but not as, uh, you know, not not Accurately. like um, a fluent kind of. So she would uh-huh. just, you know, she figured out her storyline. We wrote it together. She drew some of the things. Um, she loves drawing. She, she would draw mm-hmm. her pony. Mm-hmm. She would gather her experiences. And she like and she doesn't care about anything else. All she right. cares about is having her book out because she's like, mommy's going to take care of it for me. So yeah. I'm like, okay. like It's a good thing then. I was already publishing a few books by mm-hmm. then. Well, Women Who Lead or It Is Done or Yes, I Can. So I've got some experiences with it and I have a team. And then I'm like, okay, we're going to do it. We published a book and she's like, mommy, I want to be number one. Okay. I don't want to be just a bestseller. I want to be number one. I'm like, okay. Okay. Sirha. Okay. Nadra, we'll do it. So she hit number one. And then she's like, mommy, I don't, do, I don't want to just US. I want to be in another country. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's take it to other countries. And we did. So, and now she's like, you know, went on a book tour to promote her book with her friends. She was on Fox 11 TV that was just interviewed about a girl writing a book to save money for a pony. I mean, like, it's just so cute. Like, nobody could resist that story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I could see now that it's trickling into my children, Mm -hmm. my vision, my dream, how I work, what I needed to do. And they could see that as a pathway. Me before, I'd be like, no, it's too expensive. Don't even think about it. But right. now I've kind of like, okay, no problem. You just need to make money. This, Like I gave them a, an honest view of things. You can, this is what you need to do. Yeah. And she figured it out. And, and she's teaching classes to women like to my lady she would teach and she would say you just go for it if people don't believe your dream you go for it and she could say no my son was like eh why are you doing it you know like boys right and she's like don't worry about your big brother that's gonna put you down you just gotta believe in yourself you should see her brother she's like now she's eight and she coaches my son who's 11 a bro Mm -hmm. who's 11 to write his book because now Abrar is seeing it mm-hmm. and now he's like, I want to write a book too because I want to buy a computer for my gaming. I'm yeah. like, okay, we can yeah. do it. And Abrar is having his book out, Trapped in a Snow Globe, um, which is part of his school assignment that uh-huh. we did together and we just expanded it. So I can see now how it trickles, Yeah. how as parents or as an elderly or an adult when we're around certain people how our behavior and our thoughts our actions have an impact to people 
So we want to be really responsible on what we say and what Mm -hmm. we do because we're always planting seeds and we want to be planting good seed or khair, something that is khair, something that is filled with um, goodness um, so that we can help others um, and, you know, so that, so, so that God would be pleased with us. Yes. Oh my God. That story about your daughter and then your son and then she, like her teaching at age eight, right? It's, that's brilliant. I mean, somebody asked me like, why do you do the podcast? I'm like, and why do you, why do you have so many hobbies? I mean, the reason the podcast mm-hmm. called Hacks and Hobbies is because I have hundreds of hobbies or, you know, yes. I've had them over time. And I'm like, because I want to show my children that everything is possible. Mm-hmm. You just have to put in the work. You just have to put in the time. You just have to see through to it that it is possible. And then I do all these things to show them that, hey, whatever you want to accomplish, you can do it if you just spend enough time with it. And then the rewards are monumentous on the end of it. So I love I love that philosophy. I love yeah. that you're teaching and create, you know, oh my God, the growth mindset is very apparent in, in your children. That's beautiful, amazing, mashallah. Thank you. You know, I was going to ask you what's the motivation behind all the things that you do, but it's very clear you want to. <laughs> it's very clear you want to make sure that everybody that wants something can literally go and get it because mm. all you got to do is ask. And the problem is we all we all have an inner critic all the time. The first person to tell us, no, that's not possible, is ourselves, not others. Mm. Correct. And, and I remember very clearly when I was offered the opportunity to be on Forbes, mm-hmm. which is one of the most influential magazines. All the billionaires, president, trailblazers, thought yeah. leaders are all on Forbes. And it's, it's one of my biggest desire, brother. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I really want to be on Forbes when the opportunity comes knocking. Hey, do you want to be on Forbes? I'm like, no, I don't want to be on Forbes. <laughs> Forbes doesn't want people like me. Forbes want people like you. I'm too busy. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm good enough. I'm not sure what I'm going to say. Yeah. You know, oh, I don't think I've done enough. And then like one of um w- one of uh, my coaches, who's a multi-seven-figure business owner, she's like, what are you talking about, women? <laughs> You're a hot property. Mm-hmm. I'm a hot property. You know, because I've never thought myself as that, but clearly yeah. people see something in me. Mm. I'm like, and then that moment, I'm like, I'm a hot property. I'm the prize. And then I was like, okay, let's do it. And then with her help and other people, because I've already done the fundamentals by then, brother. Mm-hmm. I've already done a lot of fundamentals, whether it's yeah. in media, whether it's in speaking or proven my expertise. I've already done all the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Um, within a few weeks, I had a full feature on Forbes talking about how to build a brand, uh, a brand authority in a new niche. Um, so, Sometimes it's just us that's stopping like, okay, you want the streams, this here and opportunity comes literally knocking. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just us in the way. So for those of you are listening, I, I do hope that you bring it to the awareness that when opportunity comes, just say yes. What's the worst that could happen? You know, it's like, it was my 
it was my biggest desire. I wanted it for so long. Every time I pray, every time I put my head on prostration, mm. like, God, please give me this. Because I knew for my voice to be taken seriously as mm-hmm. a hijab wearing Muslim woman, yeah. I needed to be featured on those places so that, yes, it's about my business, obviously. Yes. It's about my yes. business, about my work. But, but people also get to see, hang on a minute, being a Muslim woman, she mm-hmm. can also do that. What the media says about a Muslim woman is completely opposite, completely yes, bogus. So I needed my voice to be heard or you know, in, in, in whatever capacity that I can be. And that's why I always go for prestigious platform because that's where I can make the biggest impact. Yeah. My God. I love, I love that. I mean, um, when I was talking to you and asking you to come on, I told my wife, I'm going to be talking with Dr. Zihar Jamil. Yeah. She's a hijab-wearing woman. And she was she was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I'm like, yeah, she was on TED Talk. She's on Forbes. And she's she, so I'm sure she's looking forward to listening to the episode as well. Oh, alhamdulillah. Thank you so much. It, it really <laughs> is. And I couldn't, obviously, first and foremost, I do everything that I do for the sake of um, wanting Allah to be pleased with me because yes. I want to go to Jannah, Jannah to Firdaus, the highest mm-hmm. of heaven straight away. <laughs> yes. I want to go to like the golden ticket and, you know, may Allah be pleased with me. And the mm-hmm. second part is about my dreams, what I love, what I see, what I feel that I can do. Or people tell me, I don't think you're famous enough or I don't think mm-hmm. you can do it. I'm like, I'm going to go for it. And yeah. I just go. And, and then the third one is always going to be about my children, especially Nadra, because I can see a seven-year-old girl. I mean, she's eight. She just turned eight now. Mm-hmm. Like growing up as a Muslim woman, her future, and I didn't like it because it takes balls to oh, wear yes. a hijab in America. Yes. So I, that was one of the things that I shared on my TED Talk, that the revolution to overcoming social adversity mm-hmm. isn't to plan change, conform, or transform yourself to fit the preconceived notion of the society's mm-hmm. checklist, but rather to be proud and courageous of your roots and heritage. And Amen. more importantly, to be open and accepting of each other's differences. Because I want Nadra to grow up to be proud of who she is yeah. and living in a society that is open and accepting of each other's differences. You don't even have to like what we do, but at least no. be open and accepting um, and go beyond the prejudice or the preconceptions mm-hmm. that uh, we have um, yeah. to ourselves. I've been to Whole Foods, Brother Junette, when I first mm-hmm. got in America. I went yeah. to Whole Foods. I wanted to get some dates. I think it was the month of Ramadan that I wanted to get some dates. So, you know, Whole Foods, very posh, very upscale. Yeah. And, uh, so I always wanted to get, um, I'm wearing my hijab like I always do. And then another shopper. Like middle-aged white guy, like mm-hmm. that high, um, says to me, are you a Muslim? And I'm like, yes, I am. And then he says, I've read the Quran. And he says that killing in the name of Islam is permissible. Are you going to blow yourself up? And I'm thinking, dude, do you even read Arabic? But I say, I'm doing my groceries, right? I've got young yeah. kids. I'm not going to blow myself up. Yeah. Then he says, if you're not a mom, are you going to blow yourself up? And I just can feel my whole body just shaking with anxiety. Yeah. 
Now my chest tightens, I just, I just couldn't breathe, I had to leave. So I wanted Nadia to grow up, God willing and make God protect her and all the children not yeah. having to go through what I had gone right. through. So, you know, may, you know, may Allah accept our courage mm. and our good deeds so that we're going to create a better future for our children. That's right. And it's because of the tolerance and because of the uh, the open heart that you had, right, mm. that you were able to just walk away. Like other people that haven't gone through that transformation would have blown up, like mm. spoken back. But right. because that doesn't change anything in other people's perspective, it doesn't. It just changes that you you know you can easily be um upset mm. so that was a beautiful i mean act of bravery walking away is a brave act of bravery bravery um thank you for so much for sharing that story thank you and uh oh man, i'm i'm having goosebumps right now because <laughs> it's it's uh it's a it's unfortunately a very real story it's it's happened to not one many many people and mm -hmm. it's changed like when the pandemic hit mm. there was people shouting at you know people from china to go back and take the virus back i'm like it's not their fault like they're <laughs> american <laughs> citizen just like the rest of us you can't blame a population for mm. something that happened it's it's just unfortunate that you know more people are not as learned. Correct, and it's so unfortunate when that happens. The 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 uh, a part of the society, like a small percent of us, and even then, you and I wouldn't know what's going on over there, right? Because you right. and I don't live in that situation. Mm -mm. You and I don't go through having can't sleep every night because you don't know if you're going to wake up or not the next day having guns yeah. pointed at you. I mean, you and I wouldn't know how to say it or how we would react in that situation. Doesn't yeah. mean that it's okay, but we just don't know when we're put in a pressure cooker, yeah. like how we're going to um, react. And that's why one of one of the things that uh, the idea that I shared for my tech talk is that rather than hiding, being scared mm -hmm. or doubting myself, and I decided I'm going to put more of myself out there. So you yes. see me like in more places, yes. in, in here and there, in magazines or TV or interviews, um, and to share my voice, I know um, with like your platform, the seed can grow. We don't mm -hmm. know five years time, 10 years time, 20 years time, 100 years time. And whoever needs to hear the message um, is going to hear the message. So that's why I'm like, okay, I'm not going to hide anymore. Here we are. Here I am. Going to put myself out there. No, 100%. And and, and we should de definitely be out there. And yes, there will be, there will be haters. Mm -hmm. And there will be people that will come out in support of us and encourage us because they have the same heart that we do right mm. we're all the same on the inside nobody thinks about it but if we if you take away the layering all human beings are you know we're all we're all the same race so having tolerance and having 
an open mind is, mm-hmm. is so, so important. And it's only possible if we are open about who we are and about our, our, um, our goal or our, our um, passion around what we love to do, right? Correct. Our heritage, our, our culture, our roots, which is really important. Um, I'm the first generation here, mm-hmm. migrated to America. Mm-hmm. My kids could be second, but I want them to remember their roots, their heritage. What is it about? Whether being right. a Malaysian or being a Muslim, or you know, our roots, yeah. um, which is so important. And um, the culture that we have, the food that we have, that's beyond tacos, right? That's yes. way beyond tacos and burritos. <laughs> oh my God, that's the first food I had when I came to America, Brother uh-huh. Junaid. And I'm like, what is this food? Like I had churros and tacos. And I'm like, because I'm, you know, Southeast Asian food yeah. is, you know, we have coconut milk, we have mm. soup, we have so many different galangal and turmeric. It's very rich, very fragrant. And I'm like, yeah. what is this? So there's more than just burgers and tacos and churros, which happens to be the first food I ate <laughs> when I landed at um, LAX. But regardless, those are people's culture and roots yeah. as well. So I'm accept- accepting and embracing it as well. Absolutely. That reminds me of the first thing that I ate when I came to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, in tw- in uh, 96. And there was a fish burger. <laughs> <laughs> and, Is it uh, fish and chips or like the fish, fish and the chips? The fish, fish burger burgers? from probably McDonald's or something. Oh, the, the fillet thing. The fillet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Fillet of fish or something. Fillet of fish, exactly. <laughs> 30 years ago. Um but yeah, we, we, we respect and, and we are very proud mm. to be in the U.S. because this is literally the only country that respects all religion as a country, mm. as a government. Mm-hmm. Now, I was uh, speaking with somebody and, and he, they told me that the literacy rate of the U.S. is actually 30%. Mm. 30% of people in the U.S. are not educated. Right. I was like, holy smokes, seriously. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. (laughs) That's a lot of people. Especially with the technology access that we have. It's like, wow. Like, I I couldn't even, like, comprehend. Like, is that 100 million people in the U.S. are not educated. Yeah. That is crazy. It's crazy. It's a crazy number. Now, I I might have to go fact check. So, yeah. Guys, if you if you got the right number, you know, I'd love to, for you to reach out to me and let me know so that we can amend this episode and make sure that people know the correct yeah. number. But that is crazy, which reminds me when I was doing my PhD, I did an experiment with children in Finland. So India, Finland and UK. So mm-hmm. that was my comparison for my PhD. I'm telling you, brother, the children in Finland who are 10, 11 years old, okay? 10, 11 years old. My first session of the experiment was at nine o'clock in the morning. I just flew in like four o'clock in the morning. So, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I get to the university and set things up, basically I was late, you know. Sure. The children came 15 minutes early wow. and waited for me. And they were on their own. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that we were at a convention, they were on their own, the children, Finnish children. 
And they were like, they were not happy with me, brother, because I was like, like I was like, like yeah. panicking, like setting mm-hmm. up my equipment. I was a computer scientist. I did um, studies on technology with the children. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, technology can be very finicky, right? Mm-hmm. So setting, especially in the cold weather. Yeah. And they were not happy. But but what they all were early, either early or on time. Mm-hmm. No teacher chaperoned them. And the way they talk, the way they solve the problem is so spot on, which shows because Finland has one of the highest, um, uh, one of the best education system in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they have no exam. They have no, you know, like America, uh, well, other countries, wherever it is, but they have they are more play-based. They have no homework. But I just, when you mentioned that statistics, I think yeah. if any educators that are listening to this, we probably want to explore the Finnish system because yeah. they've got, you know, those children are early on time, the way they think, the way they solve problems on a completely different level. And I know my children would love if there's no homework. They've been at school six hours, seven hours. <laughs> the last thing they yeah. want to do is homework because they want to play, they want to chill, they want to play sports, they want to go to yeah. places. So yeah. about that, I just like wanted something interesting to, to share because, oh my God, the Finnish children just blew me away, blew me away. Wow. That is, that is beautiful. I'm going to have to do some more research on that part as well. Um, Dr. Istihar, it's been so awesome talking with you, learning about your journey, your motivations. After the break, would you mind sharing three hacks to take away with the audience and then... Um, I'll have some quick questions for you. Absolutely. My pleasure. So stay tuned, everybody. Stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, if you've been listening, we are back. We've been speaking with Dr. Izdihar Jamil. She's an amazing human being. She's written multiple books. Her daughter is an author. She's a TED Talk speaker. She was on Forbes. She has done some really amazing things. In just the past few years, I'm I'm really honored to have her here in the green room. We were talking about all things, um, all things family, all things mm-hmm. motivation, all things about our children and why we do this. So, sister Izdihard, thank you so much again for being here. We promised that we're gonna share some hacks to take away, so you guys can implement them in your business, in your entrepreneurship, in your coaching program, whatever it is that you're doing. So take it away, sister. Thank you so much, brother. Yes, we've talked a lot of things, including giving birth, because brother Gina is going to have another (laughs) baby. So the things that we talked about are rich and profound. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to give a really simple, quick tips I'm a media and publicity expert. I have a team behind me. I have my little black book that have the best people in there, whether it's Bob, whether it's Ted. Um, so I wanted to share like a couple of tips because here's the thing that people don't understand. Media and publicity is so powerful. It's beyond having the badges, right? Like the badge for the Forbes or the badge of best-selling author or the badge of Ted or TV. Um, obviously, one of the points is, who would you kind rather choose, a self-proclaimed expert or someone who's a best-selling author or been featured on TV, magazines? Clients always want to work with the best. 
mm-hmm. non-negotiable. They always want to work with the best. So you got to position yourself in being the best. And one of the um, one of the most powerful way is having a third party, a trusted, globally trusted organization endorsing you. For example, when I got featured on Forbes, my business just blew up. My email blew up. My messages blew up. People wanted to know how I got in. And then obviously the quality of people that I attracted are better because those mm. free polls, those freebies ain't going to come to me because mm. they knew I'm serious. They knew I'm going to fry them because I'm like, no, this is serious work that I do is for serious female entrepreneurs who are committed in what they do. So the first thing is, your social media, that's one of my biggest tools that I use. Essentially, we all want to make money. We all mm-hmm. want to get clients, right? With every way that we use. So your social media um, consistently post um, something about your work or your success or your results consistently over and over and over and over and over again. So just imagine, this is something that I shared in my book, Money Makers. Just imagine you have a front page on Forbes, front page on Forbes. What is it that you're gonna say? Mm. Obviously not gonna be something tacky, right? You're not gonna put a picture of a flower on Forbes. So you gotta be really intentional and quick tip the word, the simpler your words are, the less your words are, um, that's when you would have higher conversion because people mm. haven't got time to read an essay. You're lucky if they read the first few lines. That would yeah. be lucky for you because there's so many content overload. And I find that for me, the best ones when I write is that it's just a few words, literally a few words. And you would ask, you can ask any copywriter. The biggest mission of any copywriter is making things simple that is connecting with people. So please, like if you do write something on social media, make it count. Mm. I like my post now is worth a thousand dollars every post, a thousand dollars every post. So if you think about it, if my post is worth a thousand dollars, what am I, what am I going to say? Like, you know, sometimes when I put a post out, like I only had like one people commenting on it. I'm like, oh, okay. But Alhamdulillah for everything, thank God for everything, that one thing, one comment becomes a client. Mm. So imagine a thousand dollar every post, what what am I going to say? Or it's going to lead to something else or something else or something else. It's like a lily pad. You start here and then the frog jumps to the next lily pad and then the next and the next and the next. I'll give you an example. So I put a post up. I think it was about my TED Talk. My TED Talk on my book, TED Talk, I think, because that was um, towards the end of, end of the year. Mm-hmm. So I wrote something about, um, I was uh, gave uh, a TED Talk, which is one of my biggest dreams. I was rejected nine times, nine times, okay? Wow. To the point that I cried because the, one of the organizers said that it was a marketing tactic on mm-hmm. my part. So I just cried. So I shared, you know, what I did about my TED Talk. And then from there, it led to me being invited to become a speaker at a summit. From there, it led me and the organizer, one of the organizers to have a collaboration on a project. From there, 
she introduced me to her co-authors in her book project, which I gave a training. From that, it led me to getting clients from those people there. From that, it led me to working with a publisher. And then from that is a TV show, you know, so many other things mm-hmm. trickle things in. And um, like, if anything, please make it count when you post on social media and stop posting all those like silly memes on social media. I can't stand it. Those, so what, what is that? Like, what is the per- always happening? Exactly. The silly memes or posting things that are, that you think are funny, but not. Mm-hmm. Well, what of things I do is that I review my clients' social media when I run through. Um, and also because I get uh, people want to add me as friends um, now, I run through their social media and instantly I can tell, no, you know, it's mm. not because God knows the things they wrote in there. No, I, wanna, I don't yeah. want to have those people in, in, in as my network. So please make it count. Remember, $1,000 per post. If I can make $1,000 per post, what am I going to write? Mm. Make it count, make it big, make it intentional, make it powerful, make it being of service to others because people they feel you right they can smell things that are fishy so make it count from your heart make it intentional make it about uh being of service and then just let it go and be open to opportunities that come up this interview today is a really good example i put uh, posted a post about magazine being in a com- front cover of Short Collars magazine and a mm. few other things. And then Brother Jeanette was like, okay, I, I wanna, we want to have a chat. I want to interview. I'm like, absolutely. Give me the link. And then click, click, click. Within a few minutes, it was done. So $1,000 per post. And then you start to see when you do it over and over and over and over again, my Tuesday is always dedicated to my TED Talk. Mm. So Tuesday TED is always about my TED Talk. Wednesday is about something else, but very specific. So it's always intentional. That's why my TED Talk now has been viewed almost 40,000 times. Wow. So it works. Amazing. And the opportunity that comes with it, um, you wouldn't believe like people want to collaborate with me or um, want to become my clients. They've, I've already done the work of nurturing them as an entrepreneur Mm. the number one thing that businesses fail i don't care because of economy or anything the number one thing where businesses fail is because they're not making enough sales so you got to be really smart in how you're going to use your resources to make um, the sale and then the other part is that when you have your profile picture, your picture or picture that you put on Facebook or your profile picture, oh my God, please make it like a good picture. No blurry or anything. I just like cringe when people ask to become my friends, but I can't see their faces. Yeah. Um, you know, or they post, they post pictures of food, of animals, of flowers, but I can't see them. Yeah. People by people. So if you haven't already invested in a branding photographer, do so because you're going to need it for either for social media or for your PR or magazine, whatever it is, um, do so. And because it counts the difference statistically between selfie 
and professionally taken photos yeah. is tremendous in terms of conversion. So like I'll give an example and you want to have these things ready because when opportunity comes, it's not going to wait, brother. No. It's not going to like, hang on a minute, hang on. <laughs> I just need to do this. I'll give you an example. When I gave mm -hmm. birth to my baby, uh, so I, um, I send an email to Oprah's publisher Mm -hmm. um, not to pitch or anything, but just an email, right? And then she came back and it's like, where did you come from? I've checked you out because, you know, I've taught my, I've built the fundamentals. So I've yeah. checked you out. Mm -hmm. I need you to call me right now. This is my private number. When Oprah's publisher tell you to call them, yeah, you call them. You call them. Right? You call them. <laughs> and then when we had a conversation, she was like, "Oh my God, I really love what you do. I wanted to be in this book project with Oprah." Mm. I'm like, "Send me the contract, and I shall review it." But in my mind, I'm like, "Oh my God, I can't believe it!" And then, true enough, she's like, "Okay, um, you're gonna be in. I need your chapter by." couple of days and I need mm -hmm. your picture. When Oprah comes, there's no like, she's not going to coach you. Mm -mm. She's gonna, not going to tell you to do things. No. She expects you to be ready. So I want people to be ready with having their pictures, having been able to write, whether it's a book or magazine or blog, whatever it is. Because when Oprah comes, she she's not going to give you 30 days. No. She gave me like two days and I just had a baby. I'm like, don't worry, Pat, don't worry. I'll get it. I'll, I'll take care of it. Because by then I've written books and magazines and articles. So I didn't know that was my preparation. Mm. I just, you know, it's just one of the things of my dream. Yep. But I want people to be ready. That's one of the biggest things that um, mistakes that entrepreneurs make. They don't have the picture. And they're like, you need to send me this picture, a picture. I'm like, don't worry. I've got all the pictures ready that is like professionally taken. So I send it over, the chapter written and everything. So hosting social media with very strong intentional being of service and also make it simple as if you were on the front cover of Forbes. Mm -hmm. Again, if it's a thousand dollars, what are you going to say? Always be prepared. Even if you're not yet on Forbes or any magazine or interviews, be prepared because when it comes, it comes. Just like Brother Junaid here. Okay, I need to have this. I need to have a website. I need to have your picture. Don't worry. It's taken care of. Mm -hmm. I've got everything ready. And he would know it's quality picture because it's not a picture that a selfie. That's a difference, right, brother? When you see yes. when people send you pictures you professionally taken versus um, a selfie. So I treat this interview as if i'm on oprah or i'm mm -hmm. forbes like it's all quality yeah work because that's my standards i'm about being the best so as the best all those details count so make sure you're ready for it so that's my tips and hacks i know it's longer like i said i, told no, Virginia, I can talk beautiful. the whole day and the whole night <laughs> we would be here so i hope that was helpful no dr Zihar jamil that was really powerful especially the first one treat your own post as if you're spending a thousand dollars on it right yes or gonna make thousand dollars from it because Correct. when you have that intention like okay i wouldn't put i wouldn't spend a thousand dollars to put this in front of people so why would you put it at all and i yes. find doing this myself i was like i'll post a little text i was like hmm, that's so funny and then i was like <laughs> you know 
<laughs> a meme or like a text. Like I'm a dad, right? So I'm always yeah. saying dad jokes. And I'm like, um, like for example, this one came to me and, and you tell me if it's funny or not. And I told my wife, like, a fart is the oldest form of push notification. <laughs> it's funny, but it doesn't need to be on my Facebook. So I was Correct. like, I left it on there for maybe an hour, had, had some laugh comments, and then I was like, private. Only me can see it. So yeah. you have the ability to archive the stuff that's not going to make you look professional. That's not going to, mm -hmm. that's not in your wheelhouse of what you're trying to teach people. So I will censor myself because I want to be presented as somebody who knows a thing or two and, and serious about my own image. So thank you so much. That was really powerful. And the, the other two was amazing. Being prepared. Absolutely. And you were putting in the work, right? I tell everybody. You got to prepare, you got to exercise, you got to show up on camera, you got to practice all of that because yes, you can go buy $250 running shoes, mm -hmm. but can you run a marathon the next day? Not at all. You have no. to put in the work and you did that, you know, it shows. Yes. I call it like the call in formula, you know, mm. even though I haven't been there yet, but I can call it in any yeah. moment, any time. And speaking about the dad joke, you know, you're more than welcome to share your personality because that's mm -hmm. a part of you as well. Like yeah. um, yesterday, my son had a hockey game mm -hmm. um, and then he played hockey and then um, he scored a goal. And then when he came, he was like, why did people go crazy when I scored a goal? And my husband was like, oh, that's your mom. Like, you know, I went like, you know, I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my son. She said, that's yeah. why I listen to mama kind of yeah. thing, right? So like everybody would know. But, you know, that's a part of me that mm -hmm. it's not so much businessy. Like um, my formula is two out of three. So two out of three is businessy because mm -hmm. that's, you know, business right client yeah. attraction and then one mm -hmm. out of three is about my kids i i i, I food i love food um mm -hmm. it's about me you know going to places so that's yeah. something um silly uh something that people can connect uh yes. with so it's like a well uh it's rich you're more yeah we you're have more well-rounded yes 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 it's a rich conversation that people mm -hmm. can see a part of me and some people are scared to put on social media but yeah. then again who is in control? Either you're in control or social media controls is the same right. like money. Mm. Are you in control of money or does money control you? Social media yeah. is just a tool. It doesn't do anything. But if you let go of your power, then it's going to consume you. So yes. go in with an you know, intention, right? Go in, go out, do this, and then you come out. Because yeah. it can be mentally exhausting um, to hang out on social media. Yes. I don't yes. know how people who... I don't know if you've interviewed people who were mm -hmm. who so who just um takes care of social other people's social media, but I would like I would like their brain probably be fried by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> so kudos well, to those people. It it's it's uh it's a great skill to have, you know, just posting, posting because as creators, you and I were both creators, right? We're we're mm -hmm. writing books, we're doing podcasts, we're talking, we're getting our word out. When you're a creator, it becomes very hard to become a consumer. Mm -hmm. 
right? So we'll consume only the content that's valuable to us because our time is so valuable, right? That's why we have a team to do yes. all the editing, to do all the, all the other work because we're not only providing for them, we're also valuing our time and time is something that we don't get back, right? People Correct. say time equals money. I'm like, no, 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 no. Time does not equal money because money you can make back. Time, mm -hmm. this moment that has passed now, it's not coming back ever. Mm -hmm. No time machine Correct. coming back. So thank you so much for sharing. My pleasure. I absolutely love the conversation. This is this is so fulfilling. I, I, I totally love it. And I'm sure that you as well enjoyed this. Thank you. It's been my absolute pleasure. And um, I had a lot of fun in this conversation as well. Um, um, and it's always such a rewarding when you feel a connection with the host, when you feel the connection with the audience yeah. and you feel that, you know what? I've done my job for today. Mm -hmm. I've done like, if I don't do anything else, um, I've done my job for today. But you know, a work of a mom never stops, right? That's it never stops. No way. Deferner. No way. No how. Well. You got to go. But it's just one of those things that I feel so fulfilled. And I just wanted to thank you for the honor and the blessing of giving me the space and the platform and the voice to share. And I pray that um, from this, I can touch people's hearts. And I'll be so grateful if I can take care of one person. Absolutely. So before we let you go, we have six quick questions to ask. Go for yeah. it. All right. So we're going to jump right into it. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Gardening. Ooh, I can't I garden. That. Everything <laughs> dies around me. I just had this unicorn thing with a uh -huh. little cactus plant. I've been told yeah. it's low maintenance once a week. Mm -hmm. So we shall see after one week right. what happens to this plant. <laughs> so gardening. Awesome. What did you want to be when you were a child? A singer. I always feel I'm Christina Aguilera, but I can't <laughs> sing that well. <laughs> sure, you'll get there one day. What is your favorite movie or TV show? And if none, how about a book? Uh, my favorite TV show, my husband always laughs at me, is Princess Diary. Secretly, princess I want to be a princess. So I like, you know, the princess and the crown, the prince and the castle. So Princess Diary. Princess nice. Diary 1. Because the other the first two went three. The other two just, was like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's always the number one. It's always the first one. All right. Perfect. Next question. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Star Wars. Because oh. I think it's the coolest. Because I grew up watching Star Wars, the classics. Mm -hmm. um, oh, my God. It's, it is the best. And I want to be the one that, uh, like, you know, chew, like kind of chewy where people get scared of him. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, <laughs> the man here is so Star Wars. I love that. Uh, next one. Who is your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero, um, oh, that's a tough one. Um, would it be like we Superman? I know it's like, but it's some, something that I grow up with, with saving mm -hmm. the world. And yeah. one side of him is so shy, is so scared and, you know, so humble. And then the other side of him is always the one that put himself in front of danger to yeah. save others. Um, so um, Superman, and it's always going to be a Dean Cain for Superman. Dean Cain, Superman. All yes. right. I love that. <laughs> Beautiful. Last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? Jenga. 
Jenga because I love. I think it's a board game, right? It's, When you stack. I mean, it's it's a tower game, but. <laughs> what well, board game like uh, that one with Rich Dad? Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad. Oh, Dad. the cash flow quadrant. Cash flow. That's right. Cash flow. Oh, because yes. I'm like, I want to get off this rat race. <laughs> I want to get out with this rat race, and I'm like, I can't get out. I can't get out until yeah. someone. Um, showed it to me so it, it drives me mad and now like we're teaching our kids on cash flow and monopoly mm -hmm. you know buying houses um, real estate and stuff so um, it's always fun oh my god I love that Jahar where Dr. Is Jahar where can my audience find you so you can check me out on my website www.isdiharjamil.com isdiharjamil.com or you can check me out on social media at dr at i am dr isdiharjamil so i am dr isdiharjamil awesome i love it we'll be sure to include the links in the show notes and thank you so much for your time we'll see you next time thank you so much Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hacksandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.